Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hey guys, welcome to Radical Stepmoms Podcast. This is Gannette. And Christina. And you're listening to our second episode. Woo. Yes. So... Second episode. What are we going to talk about, or do we do we have a topic? Of... We have we have a topic. Okay. We have lots to talk about. Yeah, we do. We do. <clears throat> so, what are we? Gonna, we have decided that there are things that we have in common mm-hmm. among many. But um, lately, with the drama that is going on in both of our houses, we've come up with this kind of theme. And that is when your home's happiness is dependent on your, on the baby mama being a mom. Right. When we are trying to make changes in our house, when we are trying to support and love our stepchildren, but we come to this wall where we can't move forward because their mom chooses to do whatever she wants to completely disregard what we're trying to do, just not participate. Right. Or meet us halfway and, you know, work together for the goal, which is to raise these kids to the best of our ability. And how all of this adds an extra layer of stress mm-hmm. for us in in our homes, right? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So we're going to talk about kind of, you know, give you guys a background on the stuff that's going on in both of our homes lately um and then one of the biggest things is you know among all of this is our marriage and what it's like to work with your partner your husband um in navigating these things when at times it can feel like you have no control over what's going on in your home because of someone else's decisions yeah absolutely So, Gannette. Big sigh there. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we're going to get really vulnerable here in this episode. We're going to get real. I mean, this is our second episode. We want to talk about the issues going on and really, like, open up and let you listeners, our people, Mm -hmm. our tribe, know what we're going through. And um, hopefully, you know, people listening, you'll you'll relate and Mm -hmm. feel you know, like you're not alone in all this. So, Gannette, do you want to start off and give us some background on, like, what your weeks are like? How about you just start with, <laughs> without giving all the details, so just much. start with, <clears throat> you're picking up your stepdaughter. Yeah. What does that look like? What do you have to do? So, Even leading up to the days of picking her up, what do you have to do? Yeah. Um. So... We get my stepdaughter on Thursday evenings, and we have her through Sunday evenings. Um, 
but we've had a huge hurdle that we've had to I hate to say overcome because we've not overcome it, but mm -hmm. we've definitely been dealing with this mm -hmm. with this uh, chaos. So the first part is you first have to make contact with baby mama. Right. So we have to make contact, which is very, very difficult. And I think in any co-parenting situation, communication is huge, right? Mm -hmm. Communication is huge in any relationship, mm -hmm. but especially when you're sharing time with a kiddo mm -hmm. and coordinating schedules. Um, what we have on our plates as of, late or not so much I guess it's kind of been a pattern in and out but just lack of communication disregarding any form of communication whether it's uh, text messages whether it's email um, and we'd like to definitely use the email approach just because of the different scenarios that we deal with um, so having a risk or getting a response is the is the, the first thing that we mm -hmm. have to, to like is she gonna show up with Right, Her, and at, and at the time, to, mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. Um, did she get Did she get our email um, mm -hmm. saying we're gonna, you know, the time frame looks like this, and mm -hmm. are you in agreement? Right. In agreement, um, and if not, then what can we work around? But just to have a just no response, mm -hmm. so then we're just kind of sitting around waiting. Mm -hmm. And and that's to note because in some situations it's like the pickup drop-off place is always the same. Mm -hmm. But because there's so much instability on right. her end, it's not always the same. It's, you know, this past time, as I remember, she was like, no, we're not going to meet there. We're going to meet here. Yeah. And it's like, yep. okay, so she needs, I mean, you're pretty much trying to track her down so you know what to expect, which yep, absolutely is chaotic and absurd. Yeah, and I think a huge chunk of that, well, I know a huge chunk of that is because of her living situation changing. Um there's just a lot of things that, you know, we only have, you know, certain amount of information on, but we can definitely piece the puzzle together that there's a lot going on there. And our end goal, while we could fight the details of where we're picking up this kiddo and et cetera, in terms of whether it be at the store or at the McDonald's, um, we just want to basically get her, mm -hmm. make sure she's, you know, with us, and then we can move forward with our weekend, which... Um, so then you, know. you pick her up, and then where do you take her? Well, this is where I'm going to be 100%. I'm going to be real right here. The first place we take her typically is uh, a lice clinic, um, a community lice clinic. And um, people are probably like, what the hell? Why? Mm -hmm. what, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Because so for those who don't know, mm -hmm. when someone has lice yeah. and they want to get it professionally treated, you take them to a lice clinic right? and they will search your head mm -hmm. and if they find anything, they will treat you. And how much does this cost? Uh, I mean, a check will cost anywhere from 20 to $25, but if you actually have, you know, that going on, lice in your head, then it could be, you know, 100 to 200 just depends mm -hmm. on what time and, you know, kind of the length of the hair and so many details. <coughs> Um, and not to get too into it because it's not the most ideal topic to discuss, but people are probably thinking, well, why? Why do you need to take her to a clinic weekly? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Why do we need to take her to a clinic weekly? Because her weekly? mama don't take care of it. Exactly. She has her in an environment where it's constant. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so unfortunate, but, um, And refuses yeah. to treat it. Like, right. Like, you have asked her, Please yeah. check her before you send her to mm -hmm. us, and she refuses to do that. Mm -hmm. We have tried everything, everything. 
setting uh, limitations, boundaries, uh, requirements. I mean, there's nothing mm -hmm. that can work with this. Mm -hmm. You've given her like the tools on how to do mm -hmm. it and how to take care of it. Yep. And this is a five-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yep. She has all the tools, all the information, informing her of how much we've spent, um, my husband and I, um, and all of that. And not to mention, you know, and, and let me just go back and say, we can't afford to do weekly treatments, mm -hmm. right? So I never thought in my life that I would be um, so proficient at lice treatment. So I've done my research more extensively. And girl, you got OCD. I do. My house is freaking clean all the time. I love cleaning. Like that's what's so emotionally, uh, like, tormenting for you. Yeah. Is it's like you are pretty much doing the brunt of it because, I mean, it's like you don't want to bring that into your home. So what's the first thing you have to do? Like, right. take care of it. Yeah, exactly. That, and not to mention, this kiddo has an understanding now that she, this is a regular thing. This is chronic for her that only me and my husband are taking care of it. It's not being taken care of the other part of the week. And um, how traumatizing is that for mm -hmm. a kiddo? You know what I mean? Like, she understands that we have to look at her hair, check it. There's an entire process that we do because this has been happening regularly for about a year at this point. And um, it's just unfortunately become a part of our routine, mm -hmm. which I just really never imagined. Literally never imagined that this would be a scenario right. that I would be in. Mm -hmm. And, um, what, and do you, what do you do when someone who's right. not w willing to meet you halfway? Yeah. You know? Or is completely dismissive of her own negligence. Mm -hmm. Of this isn't normal. Right. Like kids aren't supposed to be dealing with this. Kids aren't supposed to be like having this issue time and time. And she just doesn't, right. she doesn't care. It's almost like it's normalized for her. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I don't know mm -hmm. if it is or if it isn't, but what I can speak to is that it's it shouldn't be normal. Right. And, you know, I've done my research. Okay, kids, you know, it happens at school. Sure. It happens at, like, for example, your boys and girls clubs, your other, you know, YMCA, um, activities. That, yeah. yeah. Once a year, okay, things uh -huh. happen. You might have shared a, a comb, a comb or, or, or maybe a nap next to a kiddo at daycare or what have you. Right. Maybe twice a year. I might even, you know, just say, you know, that's shitty. But... Yeah. More than a couple times a month. I mean, right. you know, that's right. just, it's, it's just right. unbelievable is what it is. So, and that's not even, and so, um, yeah, the, that's just the icing on the cake, <laughs> <laughs> that's the icing on the cake, but yeah. Um, what else, what else do you deal with? I mean, I think, um, along these lines of just, um, what I identify as uh, neglectful parenting. I think that uh, a huge piece of, um, of the issues that we deal with are what I can you know, understand as her mom, bio mom, being disengaged, a disengaged parent. My five-year-old stepdaughter is very connected with me, which in the beginning I was really excited about. I thought, okay, great, she is um, building her own relationship with me. I'm building my own relationship with her. She's connecting with me. She enjoys my company. I'm a whole different person than her, her biological mom. Mm -hmm. But in the last, you know, six months or so, I would say that she's become extremely attached. Um, sometimes I, I can't even leave the room without her following me, mm -hmm. which I know people might think, well, all kids might do that or some kids might do that. But, I mean, she will pant at the door right. when I'm using the restroom. And, and it comes off like she's, lacking something in her life yeah. and that you're filling that for her you right. are meeting that need for her yeah in such a short amount of time because she's only with you for a couple days yep 
and then it's you know back to what we are assuming is lack of yeah. all of that right the structure yeah. the yeah. which she has actually said you know like how her mom treats her and yep. and the things that she doesn't do and it's like yeah absolutely i mean the regular well the essential things right so fixing her all of her meals which you know we do here um snacks uh whether it be reading or or, or doing our you know our dance parties that we do on friday nights what mm -hmm. have you just actually paying attention to this kiddo and mm -hmm learning her interests and mm -hmm. taking that and showing an interest in what she enjoys right. and she's not getting any of that so with me it's it's almost um what what i'm learning and i'm still wrapping my mind around is uh there's um there's a huge void there yeah and i'm more than happy to fill a certain void as a step parent but i think i'm doing that and then some right you feel like it's an an obligation like yeah. I know that you're not getting this need met mm -hmm. I'm trying to shove all of this into a couple of days right so you feel loved so you feel cared for and, and yeah. taken care of and yeah that's like and we have pep talks I have pep talks with my five-year-old stepdaughter before she gets picked up what does that mean a pep talk with a five-year-old that means hey tell your mom that you enjoy going to school so she should take you to school on a regular basis that means tell your mom that, you know, if your head feels itchy or just anyway, can uh -huh. you check my hair? Because right. my dad and my stepmom do on a regular basis. Or tell your mom that, you're you know. You're hungry and you want something more than just a granola bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like basic needs. Basic needs. And it's, and it's, it's sad that I have to have a talk with a five-year-old mm -hmm. because she's just a little, a little tiny human. Mm -hmm. But. The fact of the matter is, is she's a very smart little kiddo. So I just want her to know that um, I'm thinking of her when she's not here. We're thinking of her when she's not here. And to just vocalize herself um, in a way that maybe her mom will listen because she's certainly not listening mm -hmm. to us, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're trying to teach her how to advocate for herself. Yeah, and, and I don't know what the appropriate age is to start mm -hmm. that for a kiddo, but mm -hmm. here's what I will say. I think um, we're in a place where we need to we need to do that mm -hmm. um, because we're advocating for her. We can only get so far. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. So I could go on forever I about know. this girl. All right. So. Tell me about. <laughs> our situation. <laughs> yeah. So, um. Our our son, my stepson, he is eight years old, and around the time he was four, um, I started noticing that he might be having an allergic reaction to the food that he's eating. Mm. So, long story short, I advocated for him um, to get tested, and it turned out that he was allergic, to, or I would say not allergic. He had high sensitivity to gluten, dairy, soy, eggs. Oh, man. All of that stuff. And so his mom was on board um, in the beginning. She was in those meetings. She, or in those um, medical appointments, as was I, mm -hmm. um, which she did not like, but that's different. Um, and wait, so who initiated the, these appointments? I did. Oh, yeah. I did. Uh, he was under my insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a girlfriend whose son had some sensitivities, so she referred me to 
the doctor that they went to, and so I already had, it was pretty much like, hey, we think this is going on, we want to get him tested, you want to show up to the appointment? Yeah. So she did, um, results came back, and it was immediate like, okay, boom, we're all on board, we need to, you know, gluten-free diet, no dairy, no soy, so total allergen-free diet. Um, and that has never been consistent on her end. So when he has these foods, it's rash around the mouth, upset stomach, diarrhea. Um, it's He's uncomfortable, yeah. uncomfortable. Um, and so whenever we would get him back to this day, he's reacting to something. So the first thing that we typically do when we get him is um, ask him what he's been eating. Yeah. Sometimes we have the remains of it in his lunchbox because I see a gluten-filled bar, granola bar of some sort, and it's like, there's so many alternatives nowadays. Right. Why are you, but she doesn't, she refuses to subscribe to this. She thinks she knows better. She is convinced that if it's GMO free, that it, it's okay. Or if it's organic, it's okay. But why it's are we like, concerned about GMO and organic when she was at the appointment? Exactly. Listening to all of his it's exact, it's exactly. test results. Yes, yes. It's the most ludicrous thing. And we have so many emails in and out of why were you giving him this? And he's been reacting like this. Why were you? And she has, she, yeah. So the dietary stuff. Um, and then one of my biggest problems that I deal with, one of the biggest issues we deal with on a regular basis with our kid, he is eight years old and he is not potty trained. Mm. Wait a minute. (laughs) So when I first came into the picture, he was three and we were still potty training him. And since then he has continued, I have continued to clean up this child's shit. Literal. Literally. Where he still pees his pants. If he, and I, he, I will say, and we've gone through doctors and pediatricians and we've tried all the different things like, oh, in the beginning it was, well, he has ADHD, so he's too, you know, focused on what he's doing to remember that he needs to go to the bathroom. Okay, so that lasted a little bit. We tried rewards. Hey, you know, you get gummy bears. Hey, you get to watch a movie. Hey, you know, whatever. It works for a little bit. It doesn't work anymore. He will be good at our house and then leave for the week, come back, and he's crapped himself, like, in his bed at night. (sighs) And he's eight years old and still wears pull-ups to bed. What about during the day? Like, say it's a Saturday and you guys are just We potty check him constantly. It's still us, like, we're potty training him. It's, hey... Before you sit down and watch that movie, go to the bathroom. And he usually gives us, like, crap for it. Ugh, I don't want to or whatever. It's like, dude, you peed yourself twice at school yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, or last week. You need, don't give me any fuss about it. We've tried soft love. We've tried tough love. We've tried everything. And um, it's outrageous because most frequent, like, the most recent thing is he pooped himself in bed. Refused to go get up and go to the bathroom when he was like in the middle of the night, and my husband had to clean up shit. It, it was like a puppy 
it there was poop oh all up our gosh. stairs. Yeah. Somehow it ended up on the bathroom wall. And my husband and I were just like looking at each other like, are these serious? Because we have almost a two-year-old right. who's actively learning how to go to the bathroom and the toilet. Yeah. She, I'm just going to shout out to my daughter right now. <laughs> she, <laughs> at yeah. 20 months, yeah. pee-peed and poopied in the baby toilet all on her own. Yes. Woo. Awesome. My, my eight-year-old stepson cannot do that. Wow. Wow. And... His mom refuses to believe that there's an issue. She claims that the pediatrician doesn't have a problem because the pediatrician said, oh, well, some kids, you know, are really hard sleepers. Some kids, you know, don't grow out of it until they're older. Sure. We've tried to, we, for a while, were getting up several times a night to potty check him. So, and not putting a pull-up on him, we actually used dog pads at one point in his bed because we were tired of doing laundry. And we were doing this, and we told her, hey, and this was back when we were co-parenting. Yeah. We told her, hey, this is what we're doing. She said, yeah, I'm doing it too. Months go by. Nothing's happening. One week on, one week off. Nothing's happening. And we finally ask her, oh, no, no, that's not what happened. We ask him, and he says, well, no, I wear pull-ups at my mom's. Oh. So then we confront her, and she's like, oh, yeah, we still wear, we still use the pull-ups. It's really hard for me to get up at night and get him to get him to go to the bathroom. Wow. So here you two are. We are waking up. We have alarms set. Oh my goodness. For like, like before we go to bed around 10, we have an alarm, another alarm set for like 2 a.m. Another alarm set for 5. Wow. And it's like. It's like a newborn. It's like a newborn. Every couple of hours. On top of having a newborn. Yeah. We're like, are you kidding? You can't even get on board with this. Right. Your kid, it should, and then there's those sensors where you can buy these sensors and they sense moisture and they mm -hmm. will wake your ass up to go to the bathroom. She didn't want to do that. And I even offered, I'll pay for it because usually money is an issue for her. Mm -hmm. She didn't want to do it. So we're spending money on pull-ups. We're spending money on underwear that he messes up. Mm -hmm. We are like doing all this stuff, the dietary stuff. I spend way too much money on gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, egg-free food. All that's expensive. Yeah, and that's essentially what it, what it always boils down to, we believe, is that his lifestyle is too expensive for her. And so we do all this work. He goes back to her. He comes back to us, and we have to start all over. God, that's all so over. frustrating. So what are the pediatricians, what do they say? I mean, this potty issue, right? Because it can, so, it can be... More than we haven't behavioral. Coincidentally, we haven't been in the appointments when she's talking to the pediatrician about these issues. So I don't know if she's minimizing it. I don't know if she's being completely honest. I don't. I, I don't know. But her, she claims the pediatrician isn't concerned because some kids are just really hard sleepers. But the last time that I had had a conversation with my son about what's going on, I asked him point blank. Are you asleep when you go to the bathroom at night? No, I wake up. Wait, what? You wake <laughs> up? He's like, yeah, I wake up. And I'm like, so you wake up and intentionally pee in your pants instead of getting up to go to the bathroom? Yes. Why? I don't know. Like, mind blown. Wow. So his entire, yeah. like, yeah. like, everything that we were thinking, oh, he's just a really hard sleeper, you know, it's really hard for him to get up, like, he'll grow out of it. No. Yeah. He's intentionally going to the bathroom. And let's remind our listeners here, we're mental health professionals. Right. <laughs> we have master's degrees right. in mental health. Mm -hmm. So, of course, 
I'm sifting through all of my education going, mm-hmm. there's something bigger right. going on here. Are we, are we looking at trauma? What are we, what is yeah. going on? Is yeah. it going back and forth? Right. Does something significant happen to him mm-hmm. that he has this, you know, resistance to mm-hmm. toileting? Like, mm-hmm. what is it? And we can't move forward. We can't move forward with the diet stuff. We can't move forward with the potty stuff. Um, we see him lacking in, in other areas like social skills. This kid comes home upset because there's this kid making fun of him at school. And it's like, I don't obviously say this, but kids are fuck, fuck, kids, kids are fucking mean. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they can dude, be. you shit yourself at school. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to make fun of you. Yeah. You're eight are. years old. You can't go to a, uh, you can't have a sleepover because you would have to bring pull-ups. Right. Like you're going to get made fun of. Yeah. And it's just, it, it drives me crazy. And the things, this is what's happening. Hap- these things are what happening in our home. Right. That we don't have any control over because they're not doing their job. Absolutely. And this is the thing. You like in your mm. your guys' example, here you are working hard to help him get through this this phase or this period. We don't know. Is it behavioral? Is it whatever it's going on with this uh-huh. potty training thing? You're working so hard. You're, you're being diligent about helping him hopefully grow out of this, right? Yeah go to the bathroom like a big boy. Mm-hmm. But when he goes over to mom's house, by your mom's house, it's uh-huh. just all reversed. Yeah. It's as if it is. All your hard work has just been brushed yeah. away. And his, his vocabulary, I mean, he he repeats what she says to him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know he's doing that, but we hear it because he'll do something. He'll be like, oh, it was just an accident. I didn't mean to. It's okay. And it's like, I know damn well that that's what she's saying to him. Mm-hmm. And... My husband and I just look at him, no, it's not an accident. You intentionally don't get out of your bed to go use the bathroom. That's yeah. not an accident. That's like when our daughter throws her fucking sippy cup and goes, uh-oh. We're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what you were doing. You knew what you were doing. You intentionally threw that cup, yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Like, that's that's the type of behavior where we're like, don't you, like, he doesn't even feel icky. Mm-hmm. When he has soiled himself, he doesn't even like think twice, and so it's a, it's almost as if she's normalized it, right? Yeah, kind of like similar to our our life mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So now we're dealing with these moms who are not on board with what we think are very drastic mm-hmm. hygiene, health issues, dietary issues. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think in your guys's case? What what's her issue? What's her deal? Why isn't she meeting you guys halfway? Um, historically. Anything that we present to her that's not her idea, she disregards. Hmm. If it's not her idea, because because she knows her son better than we do. Because, quote, he just dances to the beat of his own drum. Or he'll figure it out. Or he'll grow out of it. Or she, like, makes these excuses for him. And it's like, no. We need to guide him. That's our job as parents. He's not going to just figure it out. Sure. If we see that there's a deficit or if we see that there's something that he can improve on, our job is to help him, especially, and this is what all of these issues are, that we have the fucking solution. <laughs> yeah. The solution is right there and mm-hmm. you refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, why would you not want to better your son's life? Let's try out the sensor thing and see if that works with waking right. him up. Why not try it out? Let's try that. Right. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. I'll freaking pay for it. 
or like I so for us it's she doesn't want to feel like she's like she doesn't know her own son that you know Mm -hmm. she knows best and a large part of it is I think money Mm -hmm. and that's the thing like that this is a totally other total other topic but transparency I would love to get to a place where it's like she could say hey guys I can't really pay you for that medical appointment yet could you wait could you could you give me some time until my next paycheck right if she could just do that I'd be like yeah girl you're struggling think yeah I would have a level of respect for that absolutely but when she makes up lies like oh I can't find my checkbook Mm -hmm. or she just doesn't reply to the email Mm -hmm. until it's like a week and a half later and it's like oh you probably got paid it is the first now like it's just obvious and it's like I know that there's like a pride issue I I can understand I can have as much compassion as I can but it's also like be a Mm grown-up and own your shit and if your son is struggling in these areas wouldn't you want to just pick the like what's like what are what's holding you back right because he's he's the one that's suffering Put your pride aside. Ideally, put your pride aside and focus on your kiddo. And if that means saying to your baby daddy and his Mm -hmm. wife, look, you guys, I don't have the resources for this, but it sounds like you have a solution. And um, though I'm not able to, you know, contribute financially, um, I'll do do my best. Because I see where your hearts are and Mm -hmm. where your minds are. And that is for, you know. That's what I want for for our, kid. your kiddo yeah. exactly exactly so with your baby mama situation mm-hmm. do you think there's any shame or like embarrassment about this life issue or is she just like whatever i don't see what the big deal is i, I mean, think it's the whatever i, I mean, mean let's there, there's out that this woman did shave her own head yeah yep yep <laughs> yeah she has real short hair lately and i can't help but link it to the two things you know it's like okay you know there's shortcuts i love me a good old pixie cut but Honey, that's, that's not, not the case. That's, that's not, not the case. Not and you know, um, I think she, I think she thinks it's okay. I think, and and maybe you know, we're all um, accustomed to things from our upbringing, our environments. I get that, but there are just some things that are just not okay. No. And I think that um, when you when you literally, when you see signs at schools that say, if you don't, if you have, like, don't bring your kid. Right. It's the same with the flu. Like right. If you're, if you have these symptoms don't bring your kid that is when that's that's your fucking sign that it's not socially acceptable exactly to have this and when you have to lie about it because she does do that oh you know i'm i'm proactive and i'm looking at you know at her you know the, her hair and checking it and um within an hour of getting her Boom. the facility or us and all of our amazing tools that we have here unfortunately uh right exactly unfortunately um within an hour we've identified Little, what we call little buggies mm-hmm. in her hair. And um, I think this person is in denial of many things. Um, and I think uh, just avoidance is a huge thing for her, just avoiding the problem. Hence the no response in emails, no response in texts, just kind of brushing it off mm-hmm. because she knows we'll fix it, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is we are going to fix it because the bigger picture is this kiddo should be taken care of yeah Yeah. you know it's just simple as that and it's unfortunate because there are solutions I have solutions we lead we lead with a solution focused approach right Right. because Mm -hmm. this crap that we're dealing with it's crap and I know everyone has it but we have some solutions to this 
you know, mm-hmm. and for some reason or another, they don't take them. Mm-mm. They, they, they just don't. And then let's go back to our original like thought is it directly affects what happens in our own home. Yes. That's what pisses me off. Yes. And nothing makes me more angry when the only thing my husband and I argue about mm-hmm. is her. Mm-hmm. Where I vent to him. He gets overwhelmed and frustrated because he feels like I'm putting him in a situation. Like I'm not necessarily blaming him, but yeah, I'm looking at him to do something because my power in the household when it comes to dealing with her, I don't have any. Right. It's I mean, very limited. Our it's, it's limited. And I look to him for guidance of mm-hmm. this is your baby mama. Right. This is your child. I'm here to support you. Please support me in my happiness in our home. By taking care of this shit. Yeah. And that means emailing her, texting her, mm-hmm. telling her, we're not going to do this anymore. What are you going to do about it? Right. And what happens if there's inaction? Mm-hmm. What happens if, for whatever reason, there's hesitation or resistance or whatever? And it's like, my husband and I have like looked at each other recently and we're like, if she wasn't around, what would we have to argue about? <laughs> like... What do normal couples argue about? The what day-to-day. do normal couples talk about? Yeah. Like, I want to be mad at you for leaving your towel on the floor. Please, mm-hmm. please just let that be my biggest concern. Yeah, yeah. Damn you, put those fucking dishes in the dishwasher. Like, if, I want to yeah. be that wife. I don't want to be the, the wife of, <laughs> hey, you need to text your freaking ex and let her know mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever. Yeah, and just calling them on it at in that in that moment at the time. And I think that's something that you and I have discussed is our husbands as amazing of, you know, mm-hmm. fathers and spouses uh, as they are. There is a piece that they just, um, I think that we help them with. Right. Right. And that's their, um, what, well, what should we call it? I mean, I don't know if you want to call it avoidance or procrastination, but well, they don't want to cause drama. They don't want to cause drama. They, so they see it as, they know who they are. Right. They're never going to change. Yep. What's the point? What's the point? What's the point of me sending this email? What's the point of me sending this text? And it's it's the, it's the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the bigger picture. They're, I know you're not going to get the perfect response in that moment. We certainly don't. Right. There's always a defensive, you know, response or a, you know, it wasn't my fault or I did it or you're overreacting or, or just plain old ignoring. Right. But you have to keep trying. Exactly. You have to keep trying. And when I want to pull my hair out on the weeks that we have him, Mm -hmm. because I'm like having to potty check him all the time, or, you know, I'm having to, you know, figure out what he's eaten and why he's reacting a certain way, or, you know, just all the things. And it's like, I get mad. I have to check myself. Mm-hmm. And not react to the child who didn't ask for any of this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I get mad at her. And yeah. then, unfortunately, sometimes the next person in my direct line is my husband. Yeah. Where it's like, this might have been handled, mm-hmm. but, you know, we didn't handle it the right way, or we didn't, you know, send the email, or we didn't, whatever, or, you know, like I, I think I talked about in the first episode, I just kind of judge you in general for even hooking up with this chick mm-hmm. and 
I think that's a, and for them it's a little that's a little piece of it, right? I think you yeah. know sometimes when they're embarrassed, right? Yeah. And they're just thinking, wow, this is my reality. This is mm-hmm. you know my past, but this yeah. is my reality. Right. And, and men are fixers. Yeah. And so when we're coming at them with our complaints, mm-hmm. they're like, ah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just let's just leave it alone. But we can't leave it alone because we have right. to deal with the idea that. If we don't have solutions and we don't try to help fix the situation, mm-hmm. remedy it, whatever we want to, whatever word we want to place there, it's never going to end. Right. And again, f- going full circle back to how this adds additional layers of stress in our home, mm-hmm. when if we just had the other party on, on board, board, yeah, you know, we could all just have mm-hmm. a mutual understanding, mm-hmm. and that's let's raise these kids. Yeah. But we're all going to do it a little differently because we're not the same. Right. But, but let's agree on these basic needs. Which are some basic needs. Basic fucking needs. Feed your kid. Take them to school. Yeah. Wash their hair. Clean their hair. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh, follow the dietary restrictions. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the things that we as adults, right, mm-hmm. you know, just imagine the things that we do for ourselves day to day to take care of our health, to take care of our needs, right. to take care of our tummies we're when it's rumbling. We're teaching our kids to do that. Right. And we need to take care of our kids. And they can't do it on their own. So yeah. guess who has to help them? Yeah. Or date it for them? Yeah. As parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so, yeah. So that, that <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I, we can't be the only ones that are dealing with stuff like this where there are certain things in your home that affect you negatively and right. you are reliant mm-hmm. on on the other parents, the baby mama, mm-hmm. to step up and help you, help you handle it. And in our case, they're really, really drastic. Like, we're not talking about, like, oh, well, in our house they do chores, and, you know, when mm-hmm. they're with their mom, they don't have to do chores. Like, yeah, yeah I see that as, like, total, which is totally valid because that ear that's kind of our situation too. Like that irritates us because of course we're the bad house. Yeah. I don't want to clean my room. I don't want to put the dishes away, whatever. But this is like our frustration. This is basic needs. This is negligent right. parenting. And it's taking it to a whole nother level where us stepmoms or stepdads, whomever have stepped into the picture saying we're going to be an additional parent. Right. We have a role. We have an important role. Um, it's going to be tricky at times, but us and you know I think maybe others can relate to this we've just had to go to a whole nother level of care attentiveness repair putting out fires preventative measures I mean everything because we have a person that's not Mm -hmm. we have to step up and be more involved Mm -hmm. than maybe we would if maybe more than we're comfortable with or that we ever imagined right yeah you know like we knew there were going to be challenges being a step parent, but we also knew that, you know, that we would we would think that we would have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I don't even know how to put words to it. Really, it's just like oh, wow. I mean, really, license shit. <sighs> license shit, girl. <laughs> oh man, we gotta laugh about it because what else can we do other than you know continue to think of solutions and yeah, yeah. we're just gonna keep chugging on. Yeah. Hey guys, we are introducing a new segment to our episodes called Beauty and the Bullshit, where we will be talking about the beautiful moments of our stepmotherhood lives, but also being real and talking about the bullshit. Right, and reflecting on 
something that happened more recently. So within the last week, within the last weekend, just a recap, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Gannett, in the past week, what has been, do you want to start with the bullshit or the beauty? I kind of have a combo. Do it. Yeah. My combo, my beautiful part of my past weekend, which was Mother's Day weekend, was being able to spend the entire weekend with my stepdaughter. Uh, we did a lot of very fun things, very adventurous things, spent a lot of quality time with each other, and it felt really special. Um, mm -hmm. We did a lot of one-on-one -on -one time and a lot of time with hubby as well. Um, the bullshit piece, though, mm -hmm. being that on Mother's Day, we anticipated her bio mom, you know, maybe wanting to spend time with her, pick her up early, contact mm -hmm. us to get additional time with her, but none of that happened, so. Which is uh, outrageous because that's usually the opposite of what yeah. stepmoms experience on Mother's Day. Yeah, yep. A and you're in like a weird spot because it's like, mm -hmm. when you want to spend time with your daughter and yeah. then you feel like that's so, yeah, you bullshit. like get angry for her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's also benefiting you. Right, because I'm like, we're having a beautiful day, we're hanging out, and you know, she picked her up a half an hour later than she was supposed to, but you know, who's counting? Mm -hmm. However, I will say that um, as much of, you know, bull crap all that was, um, hey, I benefited from it and I had a great time with my stepdaughter, so. Beautiful. Yeah, what about you? My beauty, my stepson made me, well, actually, I will say this. My, well, yes, my stepson made me a Mother's Day card at school. Nice. But, which was beautiful and which, you know, made me feel really good. But the beauty part of it was actually that his mom had emailed me about it because she had him over that weekend. So she emailed me about it, letting me know, hey, it's in his backpack. It's really sweet. Wow. Hope you had a good day. Yeah. The fact that she even acknowledged me mm -hmm. and because she could have received that card in his backpack that Friday and she could have just tossed it right and I would never have seen it or just left it in his backpack and not included and it not in an included, email yeah 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 so that that the little bits of the little crumbs of acknowledgement that I get from her that made me feel really good that's awesome with that said the bullshit <laughs> it's one of those weeks where I'm all all I'm hearing about is my mom my mom my mom my mom well my mom does this and on Fridays me and my mom do this and blah 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 and it's like in the beginning of the week, I'm like, yeah, sure, you've just transitioned. Like, it's hard for you, you know, whatever. I have that, you know, acknowledgement and compassion for that. By fucking Wednesday. Yeah. Tuck that shit away, dude. Like, you're not with your mom right now. This right. is what we're doing. Right. This is what I do. This is, you know, but to each his own. So, yeah. Yeah. So there it is. There's my beauty. bullshit. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Well, that is episode two. We will chat later. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.